Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. Please subscribe to PR360 on all your favorite podcasting hosting sites leave a five-star review if you like this podcast if not let us know how we can do better for you and also subscribe to the youtube page as well this week i have nicole with me christopherson and she is a real realty expert we're going to talk about the real estate market and all the fun things that have been happening in that market quite interesting there but she is a sought after real estate expert she's had many years of experience she is local or she was locally from newport beach but moved to austin so we're going to be talking about the dynamics of that too so welcome to the show nicole thank you for having me i'm excited to kind of share what that um, relocation journey has been like and what real estate's been doing and how we use technology because I have to be in two places at once now. True. That's true words for a lot of people, two places at once. But my first question as all my guests is, are you coffee or tea drinker? I definitely prefer coffee, but I actually drink Arbonne Fizz Sticks more than I drink coffee. So that's my new go-to. <laughs> hey, if it's your new go-to and it gives you caffeine or whatever energy that you need to power through the day. Exactly. It's all good with me. Right? We all yes. need it. But uh, I gave a brief introduction to your expertise. Can you give our listeners a little bit more about what you do? Definitely. So um, I'm a bi-state real estate professional now. I have been a real estate broker in California for the last 20 years. And about a year ago, my family relocated to Austin, Texas while my husband was expanding his business. And obviously I expanded um, NMC Realty Group to Austin, Texas. Um, and I have been helping families, businesses, investors, um, clients buy and sell real estate from first time home buyers to luxury estates um, since 2002. So um, I have seen the real estate cycle and I've seen my sphere of influence buy and sell. And I'm just always happy to be able to help our customers now with decades of experience with any real estate advice. So, um, yeah, it's been, been a wonderful journey helping people find their homes or sell their homes or find new places to call home. Let's call it that now. <laughs> yes. But the pandemic has obviously changed everything. How did it specifically change the real estate industry? I think the communication going from being personal and um, face-to-face to being virtual definitely had its impact. And I see it most um, commonly being used as a positive impact, but for my team and for my peers in the industry and for our camaraderie and things like that, I think that was the biggest thing that we had to adjust to. But now that I'm using technology for my listing presentations, I have a team of agents in California and I present remotely now um, with them and technology has become more readily acceptable with our clients because they feel like they're getting more attention and um, we're able to cover more content with them virtually with technology too. So it's been good for us for a team. Gotcha. Has it been also like with the 3d tours was the big thing for a while. Did, 
have real estate agents started to use that? Yeah. Well, I mean, being an essential industry when the pandemic hit, uh, we then had to rely on Matterport 3D tours and virtual walkthroughs and video and FaceTime and all different means to have the consumer get that experience without being in the properties firsthand. So um, we definitely saw and utilized the benefit of that technology during those times. I'm not seeing it be as needed now. I think people are craving that firsthand experience and that um, uh, information firsthand. But for our relocation clients and for our clients who are maybe out of the country or you know have health issues or whatnot, we can still utilize technology and videography and things like that to help them. So um, you know, it's a little 50, 50 now, depending on each person's needs. Gotcha. And then we're going to hit the other big whammy that's slowly entering the market, which is the high inflation slash interest rates. Since I think the fed recently upped it to 0.75 and they may actually up it next month, which is July to another 0.75. So how is that done for the real estate industry? Cause I don't think that's really helped a lot of buyers were like, oh, can I afford this anymore? Yeah, it definitely put a little bit more optimism into the market. Um, but we were on such a good roll for so long. And like I said, with a couple decades of experience, we know the real estate market cycles. It's inevitable. It always has. It always recovers. Um, I don't see a lot of our clients in the luxury market being impacted other than maybe it's not happening as quick as it used to, you know, I mean, days on market are taking another couple of weeks or so consumers are being a little bit more hesitant to perform as quickly. So I look at it like we were very spoiled for a handful of years. And I think it's neutralizing a little bit. Now there's still not enough supply for as much demand as there is. However, the demand in certain price points has adjusted because of their affordability. So that point or two and a half points or three percentage points that gets added to their um, loan impacts their affordability until the prices adjust. So until we have more supply, it'll be a little bit difficult for some people, or a little discouraging. But I'm still looking at when I bought my first home, what our interest rate was at, and it wasn't that long ago. And, you know, it could get worse. And so it's kind of like the value of home ownership is to each person, you know, we're still um, very you know, vocal with our clients about the value of home ownership. And especially in these metropolitan markets where there's such a great demand and businesses are growing and stuff to have their money go towards a principal as opposed to rent. That's also increasing just as rapidly as the interest rates. It seems like, you know, that we're trying to help them make really sound investments, um, even if they have to adjust their wants and needs and stuff. So still a lot of cash buyers in the market, homes, the days on market and market time for our listings and stuff. Isn't that horrible? Um, but it is the reality of like having those hard conversations with clients right now, you know, it has impacted it, but again, the value of home ownership and real estate investment is still so wonderful for people and for their future. Gotcha. And then as we talked about, you recently moved to Texas and what are some highlights and challenges that you face with the relocation of yourself and your business? Yeah, no, it's a personal experience for sure. And I've shared it a lot on our social media feeds. Um, and I've been very honest with my clients in California that I've worked with for many years. Um, getting your family transition and learning a whole new place that you've actually never visited before. Because I've never spent any time in Austin before we chose to move here. It was strictly a locale that we chose for my husband's business expanding. Um, but we saw the opportunity here. So 
I'm able to look at a community with my years of experience. And this is what I've always helped my clients with if they were relocating to California or moving, but like, what does a location need to have for a family to be fulfilled? What, what does, what are the needs of each family? And so we knew what our needs were based on what our experience was in our previous homes. And we applied that to this new area and started our search, but changing or expanding your business across state lines, learning everything brand new, every public system, every road, every school, every uh, medical need that you might have or need. Um, it's a lot of extra time, but it's really grounding to know that there's a whole nother um, experience that we're having. And so our family likes to call it our adventure. Um, and now I'm able to apply this relocation experience for us personally that, you know, just wasn't across the county or into another little city nearby, but across state lines and really share that experience for our family. We really leaned in on one another and um, became closer as a family and, and allowed the challenges to be looked at like adventures. So it's been great. Uh, gotcha. And then uh, what about the NC real estate Realty group. I mean, amidst the pandemic, it can be risky to start a business sometimes in some different types of things. How did you maneuver those challenges for your team and everything? How did you kind of keep the, the flow of business going when you're trying to move or trying to expand in one state and another? Um, like I said, I'm a super honest person. So I communicated directly with my team and even with my peers. I was very involved with the board of realtors on board, so I was the chairman of the political affairs committee. And I just really was honest with people about what our family needed to do and, and the positive outlook that I had on it. Um, and I relied on people for advice here and there. I explored partnering with other brokerages to allow my team to have support while I maybe wouldn't be feet on the ground in California. And the outcome of all of that research led me back to the real important factor was that like, I'm my team lead. I'm the mentor. I've been the broker for all these years and they trust me. And so we, Never felt like it was the right time to partner with another brokerage or make any other transition until my move was solidified. And through this transition, I was able to meet other amazing real estate professionals in the Austin area. And I've been taken under some pretty um, sincere and experienced wings. And so um, my experience here in Austin is now able to be shared with my California team. And it's been actually really beneficial for our clientele um, and people in California to be able to rely on me for my expertise on having moved to Austin and their very understanding of the fact that I'm in a different time zone and that I'm going to be joining virtually. And I tend to make it back to California about once a month. So I'm still with the team and I'm still in front of my clients and stuff, even though I'm not there for the day-to-day -day or the traffic, <laughs> but um, um, it's been really nice. So the transition while I was a little nervous about it and being welcomed and received into another real estate community, um, I, I was fortunate enough to meet some pretty amazing people. So um, it's been great. Gotcha. And then about maintaining your Southern California clients, what, and what has it done with building what's in Austin? So I'm pretty sure you're new in Austin and people may not know you as well in that state. So did you apply strategies from Southern California and Austin, or did you do something a little bit different because of different state, basically? So, I mean, this is another thing where I think technology comes into play because I'm really authentic with my feeds um, and social media. And so building trust with a community and utilizing social media um, and sharing about yourself was a big part of me being comfortable here in Austin. 
Um, through that, I was able to create professional relationships with uh, magazine producers here, lending professionals that then introduced me to people that were like-minded or did business like me or had the same experience as I do with uh, managing a brokerage or running a real estate team, mentoring a team. Um, and so I really feel like technology helped me with a lot of that because you can't be over at once, but if you make a connection with somebody and then they're able to discover a little bit more about you through your social feeds and stuff, it kind of just grew from that. So, um, I really think that my clients in California were able to see what I was doing here and felt really connected to me still. And I'm very good about communicating with my clients. So, um, it keeps us kind of tied together. So we just went through some rebranding. We're called NMC Realty Group now. We have the same branding in California as we do in Austin. Um, and the teams really feel like they're connected. So for my team internally, they feel really feel like they're connected. We're all on meetings together every week with technology. Um, we meet virtually unless I'm in um, California and then we'll get together in the office or I'll host events as well. So I have another brand that I launched this year called Work Hard, Smile Large. And I do a lot of... Um, events for small businesses and social groups and the youth. And that tends to bring us all together and, and have more reasons for my clients and um, team to stay connected with me. Gotcha. And is there any differences with building clients from Austin, from Southern California? Is it relatively the same? I mean, you said time zones and everything, but is there really any difference or is it kind of all the same strategy? Yeah. <clears throat> It's the same. I mean, it's all relationship and trust. So I can take my 20 years of experience in California, real estate in California, and apply that to my transactions here in Texas. We have a lot more legalities and disclosures and um, contractual documents in our California transactions. And um, I really think that that experience of having that knowledge and utilizing those legal forms and having those be a part of my transactions with my clients makes me a little bit more thorough and intricate with my transactions in Texas. Um, so I really feel like my knowledge from California from these last 20 years is going to be applied here and is applied to all of our transactions here because they're each unique. Each property is unique. I mean, the demographic here is, you know, the, the terrain is different, you know, the transactions are different, the paperwork's different, but I think that I am knowledgeable enough about the legalities of a real estate contract that it's able to be applied here as well. So it helps. Mm -hmm. And you talked about it a little bit, but how are you utilizing social media? Is it becoming more personal about it, about how to transition from a somewhat arid client to a more arid client, but with more rain? I think Texas gets a lot more rain than California. Is it something like that? Is it sharing like your milestones with businesses and building in Austin? Like how do you use social media? So I use social media just to stay um, connected with my community. So I look at my clients like part of my community. Um, so while I used to put a lot of energy into social media and sharing about sales and successes and figures and things that traditional realtors like to share, now I really like to share what's happening in my real estate community with my client community and with my family community. And I have a couple different, I have a personal feed. I have the company has a feed. And then I also have my work hard, smile, large hand feed. And they all kind of play off one another, but my company feed for NMC Realty is super personal. I want them to see that I'm out meeting other professionals in the community. I want them to see when my team gets together for a team meeting. I want them to see not just the homes that we're listing and the homes that we're selling, but what our takeaways are, what our wins are as a team and what we're giving back to the community as well. So um, it tends to be 
uh, probably a little more personal than some real estate company feeds for that reason. Because I think it just helps my communities stay connected with one another and keep it more personal. Gotcha. So more authenticity with the sprinkle of real estate listings. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because naturally we're doing real estate every single day. We're talking to clients we're working on transactions, we're nurturing, um, you know, future transactions, marketing and things like that. But um, I don't really like to share about that as much as we used to. Um, we do touch on it and stuff like that. But I really want my communities in California and my clients in California to feel connected to my, my business and my community and my clients here in Austin, too. So we have a lot more um, community involvement, some thought leadership stuff and, uh, and always real estate, you know, related things with different locales and things that we're learning. So it's been more authentic. Mm -hmm. And is there a social media platform that works better for real estate agents? Have you found Facebook does better Twitter? Like, have you seen anything that some work better than others? Well, the ones that you use most regularly usually work the best. So, um, but I feel like we get the most engagement and it might just be because of, you know, my influence or my demographic, but I feel like Instagram does the best. I wish my YouTube channel did a little bit better. So if you're watching, go follow NMC Realty on YouTube. We've got 11 years of content. We're going to be posting a lot more videos um, that are about specific topics related to real estate and questions that I'm answering, like a trusted advisor. We call that the Ask NMC series. And we do a lot of collaboration with small businesses. So architects, contractors, um, lenders, mortgage professionals, um, where we do try to inform the consumer, you know, about what's happening um, and different opportunities. Gotcha. And then what content does work best for real estate? As you said, Instagram, is it pictures? Is it becoming more video? Are we going to be starting video? I think video, video definitely right now. Um, and like the authentic types of video, people want to see like what we do and, and, and what's happening. I think the HGTV and, and real estate reality um, series have piqued people's um, interest. And so they like to see our feet on the ground and what we're doing. We're walking a project or showing properties or um, the life of a realtor. So we're trying to share a little bit more. It's outside of our comfort zone. We're used to sharing information about homes and beautiful properties. So um, be patient. We're using video more and more because we know you enjoy it. <laughs> gotcha. Are you breaking it down between short and long form like YouTube or TikTok? Or are you still just more negative getting towards the YouTube? Yes. Yeah. So, yep. So I work with um, a videography company here in Austin that just started. Um, they're a startup, I should say. So I'm super fortunate to be one of their first clientele. Um, and so there are, there's some mini videos. We do some, you know, micro series, they just, whatever I need or want, and then they take it in their platform and they break it down for whatever feed I'm going to be utilizing it for. So I might short shoot a micro video for saying ask NMC, um, episode, and they can take it and break it down to whatever layout I need for the different platforms. Cause as you know, each platform needs its different layout. Um, so that's been really great to work with them. It makes it a lot easier for us and for my team and my marketing support um, to utilize the content we're shooting too. But everything for people to keep people's attention tends to be a little bit shorter these days. We don't shoot as long of videos anymore. It's true. I think now it's starting to become like two <laughs> seconds or whatever. It's becoming way too short. Uh huh. I know. 
I know, but it's fun. We get as much information as we can in that little bit of um, time so you can learn. That's good. And then fun question for you. What's your favorite room in your home and why? I know I, this is a hard one. Um, my office right now is my favorite room. That's where I'm at right now. I put a lot of vibrant colors in it and it has a lot of great energy. Um, and I feel like it's a room, even though I call it my office, it's a room where my, um, staff, my assistant and my family, we tend to get the most done. I share it with everybody and my nice bright yellow couch back there seems to attract a lot of people. So it's got great energy in my office and I spend a lot of my time in here. It's true. Our home offices are our, our, our second home inside of our home. Yeah. But it's not just an office. It's like a gathering space and it's got a good energy and we read books in here and we do other stuff. So um, for right now, this is my, this is my happy spot. And I share it with everybody. Nice. And any final thoughts for the listeners? Just follow NMC Realty Group. We're super excited to share what it's like to move around the United States and to be a part of a global brokerage and the use of technology at EXP Realty, who we're brokered by here in Austin. And so um, just follow us. The team is always sharing information about events and things that we are hosting and attending. And uh, we'd love to continue to share with uh, our community uh, as well. So thank you so much for having me today. Well, yes. Thank you for sharing your knowledge on uh, real estate and everything that goes in between that and doing it in two different states too. And seeing the value of real estate, you know, value of a home ownership is so beautiful. So don't get discouraged, you know, get some better advice and, and reassess, you know, what your goals are and, and enjoy your home, wherever your happy place is. <laughs> Well, thank you, Nicole, for joining PR360. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on all your favorite podcasting hosting sites. Leave a five-star review if you like this podcast. If not, let us know how we can do better for you. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Get to understanding content and what works for you guys. And see you next week. Later.